TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. What are you thinking? What are you thinking about? The twins, of course. It's Five Twins Thoughts. Five. With Derek Wetmore. It is Five Twin Thoughts with Derek Wetmore. I'm Rami Makloff, Manny Hill along for the ride as well. We do this every Friday. It's the blog, the column that was so good it couldn't be contained to just a written word. We had to make it a podcast because Derek Wetmore is that good. You find his work, his thoughts, <laughs> oh, his musings on the twins at scorenorth.com. That's brought to you by Shane Company. What, you can't take a compliment? I've, okay, so this started as a joke, and now I'm embarrassed because it's produced into the open that this is like my show. No, this is our show. I mean, it's your brainchild. It's your baby. It okay, started yeah, as your the, column. The that... first baseball columnist ever to think of putting a listicle together as a I column. Mean, you're very original, Derek. <laughs> so, and, it's, it's, it's the produced open is embarrassing, oh, and then it. Rami keeps coming with I Phil's line of, the column's so good it had to be a podcast. Couldn't keep it to the written word, man. <laughs> Not keep it to the written word. Yeah, man. it's going digital, man. I mean, oh we're gonna have gosh. to make it into like a video segment eventually because it's yeah. just that good. We don't want right. to. We don't want to deprive. We want them to have the words, the sound, and eventually the the view. Well, of, it, it'll have to be thoughts. like an abbreviated because on Twitter, very quick, th- yeah. they can only be two. <laughs> they can only be two minutes and twenty seconds. Okay, so well, it'll be the thoughts on the five thoughts. Maybe. Now yeah. I'm cherry tomato red instead of blanched white. But thank you guys. And today's five thoughts are five surprises so far in the Major League Baseball season. And obviously, we'll start with a couple of surprises, at least a couple, maybe two or three surprises. Yeah. About your Minnesota Twins, Derek, I always like it uh, if you would lead it off, please. Uh, Well, let's each do one. Mm -hmm. Let's do one Twins for sure. And then if you want to stray into the rest of Major League Baseball, I think we can do that. My first one is, uh, it's a positive. It sounds negative. I don't mean it that way. Thought number one, Jose Barrios is currently third on the Twins starting staff in strikeout rate. That surprises me. Is he really? It, okay. Wow. I was, I was going to try to back into it, but since it's the first thought, let's just come right out with it. I was going to ask you to guess who leads the Twins in strikeout rate. And, of course, I th- I think we all would have said Brios coming into this. Yeah. But, nope, he's third, and uh, that's surprising in a good way for the Twins. I think it means that Michael Pineda is off to a good start. <laughs> I was, my guess was going to be Michael Pineda. Pineda, and then Jake Odorizzi, despite the fact that his performances have left something to be desired, that first start really buoys his numbers here. Mm. He is second. Uh, he's actually leading in the Twins. I'm sorry, I just really? pulled up the Odorizzi is still leading. Odorizzi, 32.6%. Of batters he's faced, he struck him out, partly because he didn't get through the first inning in Philly, so he didn't face that many hitters. <laughs> and then Pineda's second at 31.3%. Barrios, pretty good rate, 27.6%, but he is third among the four people who've started games for the Twins this season. But it seems like, and I, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, I, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this before no, the air, because I didn't know that was going to be one of your thoughts, but... It seems like, as a whole, their strikeout rate is 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 pretty good this year, and I would guess better than what we saw last year from the Twins pitching staff. Am I right? Yeah, they're not like first in the league or anything like that. You look league wide, and mm-hmm. strikeouts are up. So I right. wonder if that's, that's part of it. The other thing too is like those first two starts. When you've only got, what, is it nine games at the recording of this podcast just in front of Friday's snow out or sleet out or whatever the heck we're calling it, mm-hmm. 
Friday's no roof out is probably what Thank Rami you. Makhlouf is calling it. I already went to Target Field and did a video today. <laughs> Sad Rami is tweeting. That's amazing. Uh, the, the trolling coming from that account knows no bounds. Hey, it's not trolling. Okay, Score North tweeted. Today. It was a clear subtweet at me today from Target Field talking about how beautiful the stadium is, even though it has snow on it. No, I don't know what you're talking You've about. You've subtweeted me, Mackie, Judd. Everybody's coming at me, and I'm the bad guy because I fire back at you. <laughs> and tell you how silly it is that your building doesn't have a roof on, on everything. Right? Put a roof on it, man. Hashtag put a roof on it. But I'm know. sorry. You even told me when I suggested yeah. tongue-in-cheek uh-huh. to put a roof mm-hmm. on Hockey Day Minnesota. Uh-huh. <laughs> in the elements. Games Do that it. are played outdoors on ponds I'll and lakes this. and rivers I'll tell you this. around the state. You want to put a roof on those games even. I said this when we, when we had the station outing to the XL Energy Center. And now this is we're spending way too much time on this. But this is great. At the XL Energy Center. I was sitting there watching the hockey game, and I was like, you know what? This doesn't need a roof. <laughs> this place. Yeah, yeah. I was like, hockey, you can play hockey in the cold. It's almost supposed to be played in the cold. Baseball is not. Okay, that's my point. Baseball is not meant to be played in these conditions. I digress, though. Back, good, to, man. back to your uh, first thought. <laughs> the fact they've only played nine games ahead of this, no roof out, is also sort of, it's, it's changing the stats a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... After the season is done, if everybody makes their 30-33 starts, Brios is going to be leading the starting staff. It's just kind of a funny optical illusion at this point. Odorizzi has a great first start and then doesn't face a whole ton of batters in Philly because of that sort of like sleety, gross, rainy condition. Boy, Citizens Bank could use a roof, too. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just If you're not in San Diego or L.A., you need a roof. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And it does rain once a year in San Diego. It's just usually in the off-season. Right. So you're okay. But I guess... I'll be monitoring this to see when Brios does recapture his rightful lead of the twin strikeout leader. But surprising to me, through the first couple turns, he's not leading in percentage of batters struck out. It's kind of, it's more of an optical illusion than anything else. I think one of the more surprising things so far, second thought of five thoughts, most surprising things about the twins in Major League Baseball so far the performance of the bullpen in New York was surprising to me, Derek. And I, I, I'm not, I'm not hitting, I'm not hitting the panic button by any means because I believed in that bullpen when the season started that they could at least be good. I'm not expecting great out of them. I think that that would take a couple of guys really, really pitching beyond expectations and maybe even an arm or two impact arm or two being added to the bullpen before the year is up for them to be great. But I really thought. With some of the guys that they had down there, Taylor Rogers leading the charge and, and some of the other big arms that they had in that bullpen, that it would be it would be good and I I'm just I hope what we saw in New York, especially that one inning a couple of nights ago where it seemed like they forgot how to throw strikes. And our our Twitter account had a great tweet. With who, I don't oh, know who put the, that out. The Mets Instagram, right? Oh, was it the Mets oh, okay. Instagram? Thought, yeah, it's yeah. that Xbox controller disconnected over the screen while the Twins pitchers could not figure out how to throw strikes, and the Mets hitters just stood there with a bat on their shoulder. If, if there if there was one one facet of this Twins team that I believed in, but I could see going wrong, it was probably the bullpen. And so, seeing what I saw in New York against the Mets. Is is slightly concerning to me, and I hope it's just not a sign of things to come for for the Twins bullpen as a whole. Should I be worried? It's not your horses that are, you know, flubbing at this point. True, the, the, a lot the, of that was Vasquez. Vasquez, and then I guess it's a little surprising Hildenberger 
uh, melted down in that way. Because he's a guy who is known to be able to throw strikes, yeah, right? Yeah, you, you trust him. I mean, you'd come into this year, he's not your highest leverage reliever, but he was one of the guys you were kind of writing in the bullpen in January. Right. Uh, yeah, it's fair to have cause for concern. I mean, but I wouldn't, I, I'm like you, I'm not panicking at this point. Let's remember, here we are. I haven't even done my taxes yet, so we're we're pretty it? early. Yeah, good point. We're pretty early <laughs> in the season here. Yeah, I should probably get on that, huh? Maybe, yeah, maybe, now Monday, maybe now that I have an off day, you can file for an extension. I like uh, how you just told the IRS, if they're listening to Five Thoughts, I, I might not fill out my taxes in time. Trust me, there's not a lot to go hunting for, so <laughs> their, their time might be better spent elsewhere. But yeah, I'm, it's so early to get worried and panicked about something if you're panicked before i'm not hitting the panic button just there i got i got you know that feeling in the in the in the pit of my stomach like yeah Yeah, and that's fair are you the same are you guys the same in that if there if there was i like the i like the twins across the board when you talk about pitching defense offense bullpen all facets of the team but if there was one where i could see it going wrong for me it was the bullpen are you guys with me on that is that the the one the one part of the team that you had the least confidence in yeah, I was I was a little bit worried about the bullpen. I I liked Taylor Rogers. Taylor Rogers was terrific in, the, in sort of the second half of last season. He pitched really really well, and he was a guy that I was he was a guy in that bullpen that I was really high on going into the season. But everybody else was just kind of like, and eh, maybe they'll be you know Blake Parker's maybe you know they bring him in. We'll see how it goes, and you know, and he's been okay so far, and and. So yeah, I mean the bullpen going into the season was was kind of a big concern outside of uh maybe Taylor Rogers. I think I was wait and see because I think there are a couple of guys that you could see outperforming their expectation of like what what is what does the crowd think of them, for example. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean you don't stack it up against the Yankees and feel good about the twins. I mean, you, you look at bullpens around the league, and I've actually got some stats for you to piggyback off of yours, Rami. Mm-hmm. We were talking about starting pitching uh, strikeouts earlier, so the Twins, you had asked me where they rank, and I was searching on fan graphs here. 26.9% as a starting staff. That's their strikeout rate. That's a pretty decent strikeout rate. Fifth in the American League, for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. The bullpen, this might surprise you, dead last in the American League in walk rate at this point of the season. Obviously, those numbers are skewed. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. That that one night when we're talking about right. nine games into the season. They are walking more than 15% of hitters right now, which is about twice what you should reasonably expect <laughs> from like a, a, a decent reliever. Not like We the, hope. Yeah, not we their hope. high leverage relievers, which are the guys you're seeing now. So it's, it's too early to be concerned about it, but it would be fair to be uh, hesitant coming into the winter and fair frankly to talk about Craig Kimbrell all, all winter long and the longer he sits out there it's amazing to me when you look at some of the teams that had yeah. expectations you know what i'll save that that might be one of my five thoughts okay fair okay. enough <laughs> all right well in in june you might see some teams start to get interested in his services again once there's no draft pick attached to it so uh my surprise second thought was uh the twins bullpen sort of imploding in in new york a little bit and it eh, it's got me a little bit worried not panic button but worried uneasy maybe. third thought manny what have you been surprised by so far this season i've been really surprised pleasantly surprised by mitch garver and i think That's a good one not not so much for his bat because I think we've known that he can that he can swing the bat. His his bat is pretty reliable and he's he's a big league hitter and he's off to a great start this season. But 
I think what he's shown defensively behind the plate, the strides that he's made, the improvements that he's made, I think is a really pleasant surprise. And I think if that continues, if he can continue to show that improvement and that growth, you know, who knows, with his bat, with his reliable bat in the lineup, you know, he might be a guy that you could look at and say, hey, this is this is, this is is their catcher now. I mean, yeah. if he can continue to make these strides behind the plate, I've been pleasantly surprised by him uh, early on. Yeah, it's a great one. And the fact that he's put so much work into defensively yeah. is kind of what's impressive to me. I mean, you brought it up that uh, – without going too deep into it he he didn't look like a big league catcher last year behind the plate at times you'd be like he'd have some games here and he'd have some games there where you were like ooh we sure about that as Mm -hmm. a catcher and you liked the bat but uh, it was a work in progress if we're being polite about it and then this winter he really got after it I mean who was he catching the other day was it in New York Uh, who, who pitched against DeGrom that first night was it Gibson uh, yeah, Gibson, yeah, it was. so he's 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 catching the game, and of course he hits the home run. So you're like, oh, you notice him for that. Mm-hmm. But I noticed what you noticed, Manny, which is that like behind the plate, you thought, oh, mm-hmm. he's blocking what he needs to block. He he's setting himself up to make the throws he needs to make. And it's tough to tell this from the eye test. It's tough to tell this from the stats page, really, this early in the season. But he just looks more able to keep those pitches on the borderline of the strike zone. In the past, if you, if, if you catch that and kind of rough with it as a catcher, it might be a borderline strike, and the umpire's like, nah, that didn't look too good. But then if you're doing what he's doing now, which, you know, like get the Tony Pena crouch down, sit your butt on the <laughs> ground, and give the umpire a good view of that And ball. you're seeing more and more of that. A lot of guys are doing that yeah. now. Seeing it at the bottom of the strike zone so that the home plate umpire can actually get his eyes on it, mm-hmm. and then you hold it there with a strong wrist. I mean, it sounds like we're being... Uh, we're overanalyzing such a small thing, but that matters a lot over Absolutely. the course of a season. I don't, I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, he's and, been good. It's good. But he was, he was a guy that you knew could hit, right? I'll admit, when I came to Minnesota, I hadn't heard a lot about Mitch Garver. Sure. I don't know a lot about, didn't know a lot about his game or well, his I history. Well, just broke in last year, so you but wouldn't he, have been expected to. He can hit. To. He came yeah. into the league with a, with a bat, right? It's always been the, the yeah. knowledge about him is that he could he could hit, but it was just like, are you yeah. surprised is by he going to be reliable? Even that being said, play? are you surprised by the power that he's, well, the yeah. amount of power I mean, that he's, he's shown been amazing so far this year. Right. So far this year. <laughs> like, you look at the contributions offensively between he and Williams Astadio, and it's like Maris and Man. Like, of course, I wasn't expecting that, uh, but they have been great to their credit, and you'd like to see that continue. Jason Castro, of course, not well known for his offense, but I guess from a Twins perspective, it's been great to see that two of those guys are really bringing it to opposing pitchers. And the longer that continues, the more difficult this roster juggling gets because it's not starting catcher. He needs a blow. Who do we go to? It's my God, how do we get these two guys in the lineup every single night? That's what it feels like right now, anyways. You mentioned Williams Astadio. Aaron Gleeman from uh, BaseballProspectus.com just tweeted out, he's the latest to write an article about La yeah. Tortuga. <laughs> yeah. So the legend grows. Popular guy. Of, uh, of Williams in Astadio. In fact, I was at a Twins event this afternoon over at uh, Target Field, and Jason Castro was on sort of a panel answering questions. And the MC, the first question he asked Jason Castro, he's like, how's the knee? Castro said, yeah, good. He's like, how's Williams asked to deal? Dude, you just can't get away from this. That's sorry, Jason. Like you had your time. Now we're talking about this next guy. That's great. All right, let's move on to the fourth thought. Back around to you, Derek. Thought number four, mm-hmm. and it's hard to avoid this one. The Seattle Mariners have been shockingly good this season, and I don't expect it to continue. 
I don't think they're going to win the AL West. But what are they? Eleven and two at mm-hmm. the time of this recording. Not only that, but they're two. Thir- oh, they are up to thirteen and two. Yep. Okay, I must have seen an old version of the standings. Well, then that's not surprising. Thirteen and two. We all kind of saw that coming. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. I had that one written down, no doubt about it. Picked them as my AL West favorite preseason. So Astros are on the downslope. It's it's Seattle's time. After that sell-off, I don't think anyone expected anything from them. And look, you got to give credit where credit is due. Maybe this is the last podcast we get to talk about the Mariners as the surprise story around baseball. But I pulled up some stats. First in baseball, averaging 7.8 runs per game. And first in Major League Baseball, averaging 2.4 home runs per game. Don't see either of those trends continuing, but what an amazing run they're off to in the first two weeks. It is pretty. I mean, that's nobody saw that coming. Just like nobody saw, if we could move on yeah. to the fifth thought, what's going on with three very, what people thought were pretty good baseball teams coming into this year and so far are not living up to it. And that's the and two of them in the AL East. Do the Rays still lead the East yeah, as of today? When I saw as, it, as of us sitting here today? I think they're like 10 and, 10 and 3. 10 and 3, yeah. They're they're off to a great start. And the Yankees and the Red Sox, I'm going to go ahead and pull up the standings just to make sure I got everything right here, but yeah. the Yankees and the Red Sox in the East, I mean... Everybody else in the American League East is below 500. Derek, remember our five thoughts of <laughs> of uh, the, the five playoff teams in the American League? I thought you might bring this And up. we blew right past the yeah. first three. We yeah. said the Yankees, the Red Sox, and uh, and who probably the, the Astros and the Astros are our division our our playoff teams. Those are three of your five no playoff point teams. Talking about we it, we don't need to spend a lot of time on <laughs> yeah. this. That's literally how we started that show. Oh. And now the Yankees are three and seven. The Red Sox are four and nine. And then you jump over to the National League and um, my Cubs, yeah. who were winning when I left the house. I don't know what's going on with that game right now. It's oh, we should two. have it up on the TV. Um, they sit at four and eight right now. I. Is it going to be this kind of season? Is it just going to be wacky MLB in 2019 and nothing that we expected to happen is going to happen and everything we expected to happen isn't going to happen? So my gut says no. And let me ask you as a Cubs fan, like, are you worried right now? Just a little bit. Okay. Um, but, but I mean, you're not like... Not panicked. Yeah, okay. All right. That's probably the way I would treat it I if I was a Yankees fan or a Red Sox fan. As emotional as some Cubs fans, I'm, I have I talked to my brother and a couple other Cubs fans via text thread, and I'm okay. probably the, the most calm of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that's good. I would say I could I can't read a lot of those texts on this show. It's interesting um, because I was sitting we're on the internet, right? Can't remember where where was I? <laughs> Boy, I was over by the main studio, and Rami, you were sitting in the hosts' lounge. This is the other day, and I think Lester was starting. Oh, maybe this was Lester. Yeah. start and uh, I definitely heard some shouts coming from the host lounge that were directly in response to what was happening in the Cubs game so I, I don't I know you might be putting us emotion. on a little bit uh, during a game I have trouble containing my emotion once okay. the game is over I can step back and have some perspective okay all right, all right. just what, make it fair what's encouraging to me about the Cubs despite a four and eight start and whatever is happening in this game right now yeah I'm trying to find it for you they've they've been scoring runs and their Achilles heel and the thing that led to their demise in September last year was that they couldn't hit and they especially couldn't hit in clutch situations and string together long innings and so far so good 76 runs through the first 12 games of sure. the season I'm 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 confident that the bullpen is going to be better than what we've seen their bullpen had the best ERA in the National League last year they didn't lose a lot in terms of arms from that bullpen they're getting Brandon Morrow back at some point so I don't really worry about the bullpen and their defense is among the best in all of baseball, so the defensive struggles that we've seen, I'm confident 
those will also uh, be a thing of the past very soon. So I would so. say the same for the Yankees and Red Sox. It's like, right. would you like to get off to a better start? Yeah. But does it mean you can't win the AL East? Because whatever, 6% of the way through the season, you're right. not where you want to be? Absolutely not. Right. Way, way, way too early to write off great teams like that. My big surprise, my other big surprise league-wide mm-hmm. is uh, how is it possible that the Detroit Tigers are 8-5 and five, despite having a team batting average of 191. I'll take uh, you one step further. They have a run differential of minus 6. That uh, is unbelievable. Jeez. They are. I saw. And, I was and looking, we, know, we know it's not going to hold up. No, sure. they're not, they're not gonna, this is not going to last, but my goodness. Well, we'll save that tape for uh, October 1st when they're opening <laughs> up uh, hosting the wild card game in the Motor City. <laughs> <laughs> but I was actually scrolling through the uh, Twins leaderboards. I'm, I'm working on a little column for Friday. It's going to be a new feature. This week is scheduled to be my first one. So you'll see that by the time you're listening to this, maybe it's already out. Scorenorth.com. Go to the Twins page and just bookmark that for me if you would. Um, it's interesting to see that their starting rotation as a whole ranks way up there mm-hmm. in the major. So I haven't seen any Tigers games. Uh, planning to watch a few this weekend, or I hope we get a couple in at Target <laughs> Field this weekend. Um, but that their pitching is basically carrying them. And a quick note, as long as I mentioned it, I have heard uh, optimistic whispers from the Twins side of things that they will get Saturday's game in. That their <laughs> current projections, Rami Snickers, their current projections are that this thing will pass quick enough. And of course, some of you are listening to this on Sunday when we've already canceled all three games for the weekend and had to find makeups. You know what it means when they're they optimistic say, for Saturday. You know what it means anyway. when they say get a game in. Uh, they might I, wait around for a everybody's while. Everybody's going to be miserable. Yeah. Everybody on the field, everybody in the stands, everybody's going to be miserable. But you know what? We're going to get it in. We're going to squeeze it in there. So spend your hard-earned money and give up a day. Come out to the ballpark and be miserable for three hours because we're going to get it in. <laughs> I know. All right. That's my rant for the day. And that has been Five Thoughts. Check out Derek's <laughs> written version of this column at scorenorth.com and all his twin thoughts brought to you by Shane Company from Manny Hill. Derek, I'm Rami. Uh, check us out next time. Five Thoughts. And check out all our twins podcasts. Podcast wherever you download podcasts, just search Score North Twins. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. What are you thinking? What are you thinking about? The twins, of course. It's Five Twins Thoughts five. with Derek Wetmore. It is Five Twin Thoughts with Derek Wetmore. I'm Rami Makloff, Manny Hill along for the ride as well. We do this every Friday. It's the blog, the column that was so good it couldn't be contained to just a written word. We had to make it a podcast because Derek Wetmore is that good. You find his work, his thoughts, <laughs> his musings on the twins at scorenorth.com. That's brought to you by Shane Company. What, you can't take a compliment? I Okay, so this started as a joke, and now I'm embarrassed because it's produced into the open that this is like my show. No, this is our show. I mean, it's your brainchild. It's your baby. It's okay, yeah, your the, column. The that... first baseball columnist ever to think of putting a listicle together as a I column. Mean, you're very original, Derek. <laughs> so, and, it's, it's, it's the produced open is embarrassing, oh, and then it. Rami keeps coming with I Phil's line of, the column's so good it had to be a podcast. Couldn't keep it to the written word, man. <laughs> Not keep it to the written word. Yeah, man. it's going digital, man. I mean, oh we're gonna have gosh. to make it into like a video segment eventually because it's yeah. just that good. We don't want right. to. We don't want to. Depri- we want them to have the words, the sound, and eventually 
the the view. Well, it, it'll have to be thoughts. like an abbreviated because on Twitter, very mm-hmm. quick, th- yeah. they can only be two. <laughs> they can only be two minutes and twenty seconds. Okay, so well. it'll be the thoughts on the five thoughts. Maybe. Now yeah. I'm cherry tomato red instead of blanched white. <laughs> but thank you guys. And today's five thoughts are five surprises so far in the Major League Baseball season. And obviously, we'll start with a couple of surprises, at least a couple, maybe two or three surprises. Yeah. About your Minnesota Twins, Derek, I always like it uh, if you would lead it off, please. Uh, Well, let's each do one. Mm -hmm. Let's do one Twins for sure. And then if you want to stray into the rest of Major League Baseball, I think we can do that. My first one is, uh, it's a positive. It sounds negative. I don't mean it that way. Thought number one, Jose Barrios is currently third on the Twins starting staff in strikeout rate. That surprises me. Is he really? It, okay. Wow. I was, I was going to try to back into it, but since it's the first thought, let's just come right out with it. I was going to ask you to guess who leads the Twins in strikeout rate. And, of course, I I think we all would have said Brios coming into this. Yeah. But, nope, he's third, and uh, that's surprising in a good way for the Twins. I think it means that Michael Pineda is off to a good start. <laughs> was, my guess was going to be Michael Pineda. Pineda, and then Jake Odorizzi, despite the fact that his performances have left something to be desired, that first start really buoys his numbers here. Mm. He is second. Uh, he's actually leading in the Twins. I'm sorry, I just really? pulled up the Really? Odorizzi is stats. still leading. Odorizzi, 32.6%. Of batters he's faced, he struck him out, partly because he didn't get through the first inning in Philly, so he didn't face that many hitters. <laughs> and then Pineda's second at 31.3%. Barrios, pretty good rate, 27.6%, but he is third among the four people who've started games for the Twins this season. But it seems like, and I, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, I, you, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this before no, the air, because I didn't know that was going to be one of your thoughts, but... It seems like, as a whole, their strikeout rate is, is is pretty good this year, and I would guess better than what we saw last year from the Twins pitching staff. Am I right? Yeah, they're not like first in the league or anything like that. You look league-wide, and strikeouts mm-hmm. are up, so I right. wonder if that's, that's part of it. The other thing, too, is like those first two starts, when you've only got, what, is it nine games at the recording of this podcast just in front of Friday's snow out or sleet out or whatever the heck we're calling it, mm-hmm. Friday's no roof out is probably what Thank Rami you. Makhlouf is calling it. I already went to Target Field and did a video today. <laughs> Sad that. Rami is tweeting. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> the, the trolling coming from that account knows no bounds. Hey, it's not trolling. Okay, Score North tweeted. Today. It was a clear subtweet at me today from Target Field talking about how beautiful the stadium is, even though it has snow on it. No, I don't know what you're talking You've about. You've subtweeted me, Mackie, Judd. Everybody's coming at me, and I'm the bad guy because I fire back at you. And tell you how silly it is that your just, building doesn't have a roof on everything. Right? Put a roof on it, man. Hashtag put a roof on it. But I'm sorry. You even told me when I suggested, yeah, tongue in cheek, uh-huh. to put a roof mm-hmm. on Hockey Day, Minnesota. Uh-huh. <laughs> in the elements, games Do that it. are played outdoors on ponds and lakes this. and rivers I'll tell you this. around the state. You want to put a roof on those games? Even I said this when we when we had the station outing to the XL Energy Center, and now this is we're spending way too much time on this. But this is great at the XL Energy Center. I was sitting there watching the hockey game, and I was like, you know what? This doesn't need a roof. <laughs> this place. Yeah, yeah. I was like, hockey, you can play hockey in the cold. It's almost supposed to be played in the cold. <laughs> Baseball is not. Okay, that's my point. Baseball is not meant to be played in these conditions. I digress, though. Back, good, to, man. back to your uh, first thought. <laughs> the fact they've only played nine games ahead of this, no roof out, is also sort of, it's, it's changing the stats a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... After the season is done, if everybody makes their 30, 33 starts, 
Brios is going to be leading the starting staff. Probably. It's just kind of a funny optical illusion at this point. Odorizzi has a great first start and then doesn't face a whole ton of batters in Philly because of that sort of like sleety, gross, rainy condition. Boy, Citizens Bank could use a roof, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just... If you're not in San Diego or L.A., you need a roof. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's and it does line. rain once a year in San Diego. It's just usually in the off-season. Right. So you're okay. But I guess... I'll be monitoring this to see when Brios does recapture his rightful lead of the twin strikeout leader. But surprising to me, through the first couple turns, he's not leading in percentage of batters struck out. It's kind of, it's more of an optical illusion than anything else. I think one of the more surprising things so far, second thought of five thoughts, most surprising things about the twins in Major League Baseball so far. The performance of the bullpen in New York was surprising to me, Derek. And I, I, I'm not, I'm not hitting, I'm not hitting the panic button by any means because I believed in that bullpen when the season started that they could at least be good. I'm not expecting great out of them. I think that that would take a couple of guys really, really pitching beyond expectations, and maybe even an arm or two impact arm or two being added to the bullpen before the year is up for them to be great. But I really thought. With some of the guys that they had down there, Taylor Rogers leading the charge and, and some of the other big arms that they had in that bullpen, that it would be it would be good and I I'm just I hope what we saw in New York, especially that one inning a couple of nights ago where it seemed like they forgot how to throw strikes. And our our Twitter account had a great tweet. With I don't oh, know who put the, that out. The Mets Instagram, right? Oh, was it the Mets oh, okay. Instagram? Thought, yeah, it's yeah. that Xbox controller disconnected over the screen while the Twins pitchers could not figure out how to throw strikes, and the Mets hitters just stood there with a bat on their shoulder. If if there if there was one one facet of this Twins team that I believed in, but I could see going wrong, it was probably the bullpen. And so seeing what I saw in New York against the Mets. Is is slightly concerning to me, and I hope it's just not a sign of things to come for for the Twins bullpen as a whole. Should I be worried? It's not your horses that are, you know, flubbing at this point. True, the, the, a lot the, of that was Vasquez, Vasquez, and then I guess it's a little surprising Hildenberger uh, melted down in that way because he's a guy who is known to be able to throw strikes. Yeah, you right, you, you trust him. I mean, you'd come into this year. He's not your highest leverage reliever, but he was one of the guys you were kind of writing in the bullpen in January. Right. Uh, yeah, it's fair to have cause for concern. I mean, but I wouldn't, I, I'm like you, I'm not panicking at this point. Let's remember here we are. I haven't even done my taxes yet, so we're we're pretty him? early. Yeah, good point. We're pretty early <laughs> in the season here. Yeah, I should probably get on that, huh? Maybe, yeah, maybe now that I have Monday, maybe now that I have an off day, you can file for an extension. I like uh, how you just told the IRS if they're listening to Five Thoughts. I, I might not fill out my taxes in time. Trust me, there's not a lot to go hunting for, so <laughs> their their time might be better spent elsewhere. But yeah, I'm, it's so early to get worried and panicked about something if you're panicked before i'm not hitting the panic button just there i got i got you know that feeling in the in the in the pit of my stomach like yeah and that's fair are you the same are you guys the same in that if there if there was i like the i like the twins across the board when you talk about pitching defense offense bullpen all facets of the team but if there was one where i could see it going wrong for me it was the bullpen are you guys with me on that is that the the one the one part of the team that you had the least confidence in yeah, I was I was a little bit worried about the bullpen. I I liked Taylor Rogers. Taylor Rogers was terrific in, the, in sort of the second half of last season. He pitched really really well, and he was a guy that I was 
he was a guy in that bullpen that I was really high on going into the season, but everybody else was just kind of like, and eh, maybe they'll be, you know, Blake Parker, maybe, you know, they bring him in. We'll see how it goes. And, you know, and he's been okay so far. And, and so, yeah, I mean, the bullpen going into the season was, was kind of a big concern outside of uh, maybe Taylor Rogers. I think I was wait and see, because I think there are a couple of guys that you could see outperforming their expectation of like, what, what is, what does the crowd think of them? For example. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you don't stack it up against the Yankees and feel good about the Twins. I mean, you, you look at bullpens around the league, and I, I've actually got some stats for you to piggyback off of yours, Rami. Mm-hmm. We were talking about starting pitching uh, strikeouts earlier, so the Twins, you had asked me where they rank, and I was searching on fan graphs here. 26.9% as a starting staff. That's their strikeout rate. That's a pretty decent strikeout rate. Fifth in the American League, for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. The bullpen, this might surprise you, Dead last in the American League in walk rate at this point of the season. Obviously, those numbers are skewed. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. That that one night when we're talking about right. nine games into the season. They are walking more than 15% of hitters right now, which is about twice what you should reasonably expect. <laughs> from like a, a, a decent reliever. not like We the, hope. Yeah, not we their hope. high leverage relievers, which are the guys you're seeing now. So it's, it's too early to be concerned about it, but it would be fair to be uh, hesitant Coming into the winter, and fair, frankly, to talk about Craig Kimbrell all, all winter long, and the longer he sits out there, it's amazing to me. When you look at some of the teams that had yeah. expectations, you know what? I'll save that. That might be one of my five. Thoughts. Okay, fair okay. enough. <laughs> all right. Well, in in June, you might see some teams start to get interested in his services again once there's no draft pick attached to it. So uh, my surprise, second thought was uh, the Twins bullpen sort of imploding in in New York a little bit, and it uh, it's got me a little bit worried. Not panic button, but worried. Uneasy. Maybe. Third thought, Manny. What have you been surprised by so far this season? I've been really surprised, pleasantly surprised by Mitch Garver, and I think. That's a good one. Not not so much for his bat because I think we've known that he can that he can swing the bat. His his bat is pretty reliable and he's he's a big league hitter and he's off to a great start this season. But I think what he's shown defensively behind the plate, the strides that he's made, the improvements that he's made, I think is a really pleasant surprise. And I think if that continues, if he can continue to show that improvement and that growth, you know, who knows with his bat, with his reliable bat in the lineup. You know, he might be a guy that you could look at and say, "Hey, this is this is this is their catcher now." I mean, yeah. if he can continue to make these strides behind the plate, I've been pleasantly surprised by him uh, early on. Yeah, it's a great one, and the fact that he's put so much work into defensively yeah. is kind of what's impressive to me. I mean, you brought it up that uh, <laughs> without going too deep into it, he just, he didn't look like a big league catcher last year behind right. the plate. At times, you'd be like. He'd have some games here, and he'd have some games there where you were like, ooh, we sure about that as mm-hmm. a catcher? And you liked the bat, but uh, it was a work in progress if we're being polite about it. And then this winter, he really got after it. I mean, who was he catching the other day? Was it in New York? Uh, who, who pitched against DeGrom that first night? Was it Gibson? Uh, yeah. Gibson, yeah, it was. So he's, he's, he's catching the game, and of course he hits the home run, so you're like, oh, you notice him for that. Mm-hmm. But I noticed what you noticed, Manny, which is that like behind the plate you thought, oh, mm-hmm. he's blocking what he needs to block. He He's setting himself up to make the throws he needs to make. And it's tough to tell this from the eye test. It's tough to tell this from the stats page, really, this early in the season. But he just looks more able to keep those pitches on the borderline of the strike zone in the past, if, if if you catch that and kind of rough with it as a catcher, 
it might be a borderline strike and the umpire's like, nah, that didn't look too good. But then if you're doing what he's doing now, which, you know, like get the Tony Pena crouch down, sit your butt <laughs> on the ground and give the umpire a good view of that And ball. you're seeing more and more of that. A lot of guys are doing that yeah. now. Seeing it at the bottom of the strike zone so that the home plate umpire can actually get his eyes on it. Mm-hmm. And then you hold it there with a strong wrist. I mean, it sounds like we're being... Uh, we're overanalyzing such a small thing, but that matters a lot over Absolutely. the course of the season. I don't, I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, he's and, been good. It's good, but he was he was a guy that you knew could hit, right? I'll admit, when I came to Minnesota, I hadn't heard a lot about Mitch sure. Garver. I don't know a lot about, didn't know a lot about his game or well, his. I just history. broke in last year, so you but wouldn't he, have been expected he can hit. to. He came yeah. into the league with a, with a bat. Right, it's always been the, the yeah. knowledge about him is that he could he could hit, but it was just like, are you yeah. surprised is by going to be reliable? Even that being said, play? are you surprised by the power that he's, well, the yeah. amount of power? I mean, that he's, he's been amazing so far this year. Like you look at the contributions offensively between he and Williams Astadio, and it's like Maris and Man. Like, of course, I wasn't expecting that, uh, but they have been great to their credit, and you'd like to see that continue. Jason Castro, of course, not well known for his offense, but I guess from a Twins perspective, it's been great to see that two of those guys are really bringing it to opposing pitchers. And the longer that continues, the more difficult this roster juggling gets because it's not starting catcher. He needs a blow. Who do we go to? It's my God, how do we get these two guys in the lineup every single night? That's what it feels like right now, anyways. You mentioned Williams Astadio. Aaron Gleeman from uh, BaseballPerspectives.com just tweeted out, he's the latest to write an article about La yeah. Tortuga. <laughs> yeah, so the legend grows. Popular guy. Of, uh, of Williams in Astadio. Fact, I was at a Twins event this afternoon over at uh, Target Field, and Jason Castro was on sort of a panel answering questions. And the MC, the first question he asked Jason Castro, he's like, how's the knee? Castro said, yeah, good. He's like, how's Williams Astadio? <laughs> like, hey, dude, you just can't get away from this. That's Sorry, Jason. Like, you had your time. Now we're talking about this next guy. That's great. All right, let's move on to the fourth thought. Back around to you, Derek. Thought number four, Mm -hmm. and it's hard to avoid this one. The Seattle Mariners have been shockingly good this season, and I don't expect it to continue. 
I don't think they're going to win the AL West. But what are they? Eleven and two at mm-hmm. the time of this recording. Not only that, but they're thir- oh, they are up to thirteen and two. Yep. Okay, I must have seen an old version of the standings. Well, then that's not surprising. Thirteen and two. We all kind of saw that coming. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. I had that one written down, no doubt about it. Picked them as my AL West favorite preseason. So, Astros are on the downslope. It's it's Seattle's time. After that sell-off, I don't think anyone expected anything from them. And look, you got to give credit where credit is due. Maybe this is the last podcast we get to talk about the Mariners as the surprise story around baseball. But I pulled up some stats. First in baseball, averaging 7.8 runs per game. And first in Major League Baseball, averaging 2.4 home runs per game. Don't see either of those trends continuing, but what an amazing run they're off to in the first two weeks. It is pretty. I mean, that's nobody saw that coming. Just like nobody saw if we could move on to the fifth thought, what's going on with three very what people thought were pretty good baseball teams coming into this year and so far are not living up to it. And that's the two of them in the AL East. Do the Rays still lead the East as of today? As as of us sitting here today? I think they're like 10 and and 3. 10 and 3, yeah. They're they're off to a great start. And the Yankees and the Red Sox, I'm going to go ahead and pull up the standings just to make sure I got everything right here, but the Yankees and the Red Sox in the East, I mean... Everybody else in the American League East is below 500. Derek, remember our five thoughts of of, (laughs) uh, the the five playoff teams in the American League? I thought you might bring this up. And we blew right past the first three. We said the Yankees, the Red Sox, and uh, and who probably is the, the Astros and the Astros are our division our our playoff teams. Those are three of your no five playoff point teams. Talking about we it, we don't need to spend a lot of time on <laughs> yeah. this. That's literally how we started that show. Oh. And now the Yankees are three and seven. The Red Sox are four and nine. And then you jump over to the National League and. Um, my Cubs, yeah. who were winning when I left the house. I don't know what's going on with that game right now. It's oh, we should have it up on the TV. Um, they sit at four and eight right now. I. Is it going to be this kind of season? Is it just going to be wacky MLB in 2019 and nothing that we expected to happen is going to happen and everything we expected to happen isn't going to happen? So my gut says no. And let me ask you as a Cubs fan, like, are you worried right now? Just a little bit. Okay. Um, but, but I mean, you're not like... Not panicked. Yeah, okay. All right. That's probably the way I would treat it I if I was a Yankees fan or a Red Sox fan. As emotional as some Cubs fans, I'm, I have I talked to my brother and a couple other Cubs fans via text thread, and I'm okay. probably the, the most calm of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that's. Good. I would say I can I can't read a lot of those texts on this show. It's interesting um, because I was sitting we're on the internet, right? Can't remember where where was I? <laughs> Boy, I was over by the main studio, and Rami, you were sitting in the hosts' lounge. This is the other day, and I think Lester was starting. Oh, maybe this was Lester. Yeah. start and uh, I definitely heard some shouts coming from the host lounge that were directly in response to what was happening in the Cubs game so I, I don't I know you might be putting us emotion. on a little bit uh, during a game I have trouble containing my emotion once okay. the game is over I can step back and have some perspective okay all right, all right. just what, make it fair what's encouraging to me about the Cubs despite a four and eight start and whatever is happening in this game right now yeah I'm trying is to find it for you they've they've been scoring runs and their Achilles heel and the thing that led to their demise in September last year was that they couldn't hit and they especially couldn't hit in clutch situations and string together long innings and so far so good 76 runs through the first 12 games of sure. the season I'm 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 confident that the bullpen is going to be better than what we've seen their bullpen had the best ERA in the National League last year they didn't lose a lot in terms of arms from that bullpen they're getting Brandon Morrow back at some point so I don't really worry about the bullpen and their defense is among the best in all of baseball, so the defensive struggles that we've seen, I'm confident 
those will also uh, be a thing of the past very soon. So I would so. say the same for the Yankees and Red Sox. It's like, right. would you like to get off to a better start? Yeah. But does it mean you can't win the AL East because whatever, 6% of the way through the season, you're right. not where you want to be? Absolutely not. Right. Way, way, way too early to write off great teams like that. My big surprise, my other big surprise league-wide mm-hmm. is uh, how is it possible that the Detroit Tigers are 8-5 <laughs> and five despite having a team batting average of 191? I'll take uh. you one step further. They have a run differential of minus 6. That uh. is unbelievable. Jeez. They are. I saw. And, I was and looking, we, know, we know it's not going to hold up. No, sure. They're not. They're not going to. This is not going to last. But my goodness. Well, we'll save that tape for uh, October 1st when they're opening <laughs> up uh, hosting the wild card game in the Motor City. <laughs> but I was actually scrolling through the uh, Twins leaderboards. I'm, I'm working on a little column for Friday. It's going to be a new feature. This week is scheduled to be my first one. So you'll see that by the time you're listening to this, maybe it's already out. Scorenorth.com. Go to the Twins page and just bookmark that for me if you would. Um, it's interesting to see that their starting rotation as a whole ranks way up there mm-hmm. in the major. So I haven't seen any Tigers games. Uh, planning to watch a few this weekend, or I hope we get a couple in at Target <laughs> Field this weekend. Um, but that their pitching is basically carrying them. And a quick note, as long as I mentioned it, I have heard uh, optimistic whispers from the Twins side of things that they will get Saturday's game in. That their <laughs> current projections, Rami Snickers, their current projections are that this thing will pass quick enough. And of course, some of you are listening to this on Sunday when we've already canceled all three games for the weekend and had to find makeups. You know what it means when They're they say. optimistic for Saturday. You know what it means anyway. when they say get a game in. Uh, they might wait around for a everybody's while. Everybody's going to be miserable. Yeah. Everybody on the field, everybody in the stands, everybody's going to be miserable. But you know what? We're going to get it in. We're going to squeeze it in there. So spend your hard-earned money and give up a day. Come out to the ballpark and be miserable for three hours because we're going to get it in. <laughs> I know. All right. That's my rant for the day. And that has been Five Thoughts. Check out Derek's <laughs> written version of this column at scorenorth.com and all his twin thoughts brought to you by Shane Company. For Manny Hill, Derek, I'm Rami. Uh, check us out next time. Five Thoughts. And check out all our twins podcasts. Podcast wherever you download podcasts, just search Score North Twins.